Well, Barcelona, we're very excited tonight. This is our second evening. We started yesterday night and then this afternoon at 2 o'clock. And tonight we are so excited to have this servant of the Lord who is an ordained pastor in the Apostolic Faith Mission of South Africa and a senior pastor of the AFM Naledi Assembly in Soweto. She holds a Bachelor of Theology degree from Northwest University. She has a Bachelor of Architectural Studies degree from the University of Witwatersrand. She is an advocate for the development of the youth and building thriving communities through collaboration with the key role players in the community. She believes in building Christ-centered communities where the church, which is open through the week, facilitates and drives both the spiritual and physical needs of God's children. She's the newly elected AFM International Youth President, the AFM of South Africa National Youth Director. She's the youth person of the AFM Central Gauteng Region, former African culture of Empower 21's Youth Department, NGN, She's also a coordinator of the Faith Girls Ministry, a ministry focused on equipping girls or women in their work with Christ, as well as preservation of their dignity. She's a former youth developer worker at Columba Leadership, running leadership programs in the public schooling sectors across South Africa, also former executive in the Gauteng Council of Churches, in the provincial structures of the SACC. She is married and here with her husband tonight, Pesi Savasa, and together they are blessed with a son, Tendo, and they're here with uh, two people who are traveling with them, the sister El and Palesa who are here. Bazalana, I'm so excited to have this family visit with us. And uh, uh, Baba Pesi, thank you so much for Rulibua Ngamanda to come with your wife and to be such a great husband. And I think first time I saw Umfundisi Tandanani, I really loved her so much because of what she stands for and what she represents. And we are very grateful. I, actually, last year before I invited her, I spoke to her former senior, senior pastor, uh, 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 Dr. Chikani, and I spoke to him about inviting her to come and as the senior pastor of the branch, Yamona Lady, we have been given that permission. And I'm so excited. Last year when she preached, I said, no, she's going to come back. And, uh, and, and so she's here tonight. And so let's stand and give a powerful welcome to Pastor Tandanani Savasa. Come on, Bazalana, give the Lord a big hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I greet you all in the wonderful name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus. Amen. I just want to greet and thank you, Bishop, the presiding Bishop of this house. I want to say greetings in a special way to Umam Bishop, hallelujah, all the bishops, the overseers, the entire leadership of this Grace Bible Church, the church that dreams, hallelujah. I saw a big 39 in all of
of your posts and I said, isn't God good that this church is 39 years old? Give God a big hand of praise for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And before you take your seat, I also want to greet the clergy in our midst, all the pastors in your ranks, the servants of the Lord, the vessels of honor in the house of the master. Hallelujah. And in a very special way, I'd like to greet young people. Those who do not let anyone despise their youth. Young people who are examples to the believers in their faith, in their walk, in their conduct, in their speech, and in their purity. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is such an honor to be back in this home, hallelujah. It is a great honor and a privilege to be here. Uh, I saw the light now, Bishop, and I thought, yeah, hallelujah. But we really thank God once more again. The title of this word, Explosion, is one that says, working while it is still day. So in the book of John chapter 9 verse 4, Bishop, I looked up the word work. And I looked up the Greek word work. And do you know what work is in Greek, Bishop? It's work. <laughs> Hallelujah. The word that Jesus uses in this verse is a word that actually means work. There is no other meaning. It means toil. It means getting things done. It means having tasks and achieving certain goals. Hallelujah. It means getting your hands dirty. That is what the word means. The word work means. So there's no other. It's not a, a spiritualized word. Hallelujah. The word work means work. Hallelujah. And while we have been given the definition of the word work, I just want to read the entire text of John 9, 4. Jesus says to his disciples, as long as it is still day, we must do the work of the one who has sent us. He says, the one who has sent me. He says, night is coming when no one can work. Hallelujah. So there are three things we get from what Jesus is saying. Number one is work, which we've already described. That's number one that he speaks about. The second thing that he speaks about is day and night, which is the environment in which the work must be done. He speaks about day and night. The state in which work must be done. The state in which we must be in when work is done. The state in which our environment should be when work is done. Now in John 11 verse 9 to 10, Jesus says to the disciples when he finds out that Lazarus had died. He says, are there not 12 hours of daylight? He says, anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble. For they see by the light provided by the world. But then he says something interesting in verse 4. He says, it is when a person 
walks at night that they stumble. He says, for they have no light within them. So suddenly Jesus moves from speaking about daylight as an external source to speaking about a light that comes from inside. And in the second verse, he says, the reason why this one is not able to work in the darkness is because there's no light inside of him. The interesting thing about the book of John is that the expression of light and dark is one that you see throughout the gospel of John. In John chapter 1, the Bible tells us about a light. But this isn't any kind of light, not the light that we know, but it is the kind of light that came in the form of the word. The word that was there in the beginning, the word that came and took human form, and the Bible describes the word as the light. And it describes it as the kind of light that the darkness could not withstand. So working while it is still night is not possible. Hallelujah. You can only work when you are in the presence of the victory which is the light. This light that cannot be consumed is the one that enables us to work. When we look at Jesus speaking about night causing stumbling, I realized that it's important, Bishop was speaking yesterday about the currency of time, hallelujah. And understanding how much time you have and how much time you don't have, hallelujah. But in the context of today's message, we are speaking about what we see. So the subtitle for tonight is what do you see? And what are you going to do with what you see? Because every moment, every day, what do you do with what you see? The word do is a word that demands action. This week is about an understanding, Bazalwani. That while we are blessed with every kind of spiritual blessing, that it is important for us to translate the blessing into productivity. It's important for us to translate the blessing into function. That the blessing needs to be made manifest. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord enriches. We are supposed to see something in your life that is a testimony of this kind of blessing and the kind of life. Now the problem with the night, Jesus says, is that the night has stumbling. So when the environment is not right, there is stumbling. Stumbling is distraction. Stumbling, the dictionary describes it as to trip it is to momentarily lose some kind of, of, of balance. It is almost falling while moving. So, there is no one who trips just by merely standing. 
This stumbling comes when one is moving in a certain direction to a certain place and then suddenly you walk into something. Now the problem that I have with stumbling after listening to Bishop's message yesterday is that stumbling causes delay. And stumbling is a time stealer. So when you look around and you have not been productive and you don't know why because you've had so much time, it means you need to take a moment to look around and say, what are the things that are stealing my time? What are the things that are stealing my attention? What am I suddenly focusing on that is no longer fruitful to the journey that I was on when I started this walk? What are those things? You cannot work unless you evaluate Mzalwan. Now, the interesting thing is I googled on the business uh, news daily, and there are top 10 things in, in, uh, in, in businesses that are described as those that kill productivity. Now, these top 10 things look very interesting because for a moment, they look like they were speaking about a workplace. But when I looked at them again, they started looking like they were a little bit close to home. Hallelujah. Number one, cell phones. Hallelujah. The top ten is cell phones. It's internet browsing. It's gossip. No, Vazalane, this is the workplace distractions, these ones. It's, this, it's, it's uh, gossip. It's social media. At number four, it's emails. People spending the whole day on emails. You don't know what kind of emails they're getting. But all of those things steal productivity. It is conversation with co-workers. Because sometimes we forget we were there to work. Hallelujah. And we have conversations somewhere in the corridors that make us forget why we were in the building to begin with. Number seven is meetings. Yes, but yes, Bishop. Number eight is smoke and snack breaks. Number nine is noisy co-workers. Most of the time, And number ten is sitting around on your chair. Hallelujah. So it's possible to be at work and sit right at your desk where you should be sitting and nothing gets done. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want us now to look at Psalm 73. In Psalm 73, there is a, a psalmist who the Bible tells us was a Levite. From 1 Chronicles 6.39, for your own reference, the Bible tells us that Asaph was a Levite. And Asaph is the one who writes the psalm. And one of the things that happens on, on his journey is that he gets distracted. He gets distracted by what he sees. And what he looks at, he describes as something that nearly caused him to lose his footing. The Bible says, he says in Psalm 73, verse 1 to 2, Surely God is good to Israel, to those whom are pure in heart. 
Sounds hallelujah. And then he says in verse 2, but as for me, my feet almost slipped. And I nearly lost my foothold. For I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. According to First Chronicles, Asaph was a leader of music. A Levite whose role in leadership was to lead the people of God to a place where they were able to glorify the king of kings. Where they were able to call him Jehovah. Inside the temple we learn that he served during the time of David and the time of Solomon. This Levite with the divine task gets distracted by what he sees. And all of a sudden he's full of envy by what he sees. Mazalwane, us working while it is still day will not happen if we look at the world and the way that the world presents itself and we think the world is fine. You see, Asaf's problem was that while he had a greater mission and a greater assignment, what nearly caused him to fall, ordained with the Lord who has set him apart, but what nearly caused him to fall was looking at the ungodly and those outside of the will of God and suddenly feeling as though that's something that I want to be. I would also like to prosper. Working while it is still day, Basalwane, means we cannot be deceived by the things that we see around us. Because the problem with looking at others and thinking they are fine, it means that we no longer have work to do. Because you do not help someone you think is fine. So Asaf is blinded. He even goes deeper because he was paying so much attention to them. And the Bible tells us when you carry on verse 4, it says that he says they have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. He says they are free from common human burdens. They are not plagued by human illnesses. So he looks at them and he thinks, wow. There's a problem. If we, the light, begin to look at the darkness and we say, wow. The Bible says that when he carries on, he says in verse 11, they say, how would God even know? Does the might, the most high know anything? He hears them. They take so lightly faith. They take so lightly uh, the things of God. But the Bible says he envied them. He envied them. He says in verse 13, So surely in vain I have kept my heart pure. The question tonight is what do you see? I'm reminded of, a, of, 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 of the, the most common example that many of us may know. When you're a young person and you're sitting in a, in a messy room, 
Hallelujah. <laughs> and you've been sitting there the whole day. Hallelujah. The dishes, yeah, hallelujah. I'm preaching on Saturday. I can't lose the young people so early. Hallelujah. <laughs> but you're sitting there the whole day. And then an adult walks in or a parent walks in and they say, how can you sit in a place like this? Say, so do you see this mess? How do you sit in, the, in a place that looks like this? Well, Bazalwane, some of us have been sitting in a place that looks like this. In a community that looks like this. In a household that looks like this. Because we can no longer see, we are just sitting. The theme of this conference is working while it is still day. It's time for us to work, Bazalwane. The time to sit is gone. It's far past. So ask yourself a question. Do I see? Because you see, the longer you sit in the room, the more you get used to the room looking like the way it looks. In fact, you have a problem with the one walking in and telling you there's anything wrong with this room. And you have the audacity to say, this is my room. In whose house? We are on a God assignment, Bazalwan. We are on a God assignment, Bazalwan. When you say, this is my room, you forget that the Bible says after he created from the dust of the earth, this human being, he breathed life into them. We are the breath of the almighty God. And wherever we walk, we cannot use words that the words that the world uses like it's my life. It's my life. the work. We spoke about the condition and the environment to which this work must be done. But there's a very important thing that Jesus says in John 9 verse 4. He says as long as it is day we must do the works of him who sent me. I have been sent. I have been chosen for a work. Chosen for. Not just chosen, but chosen for. For good works. Hallelujah. 
While Asaph saw the, the wicked prosper, the Bible tells us that Jesus saw something else, Bazaran. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, the Bible says, and seeing the multitude. We are here on kingdom assignment, hallelujah. The Bible says, and seeing the multitude, he felt. He couldn't walk past them without feeling. The difference between envied and feeling. The Bible says he felt compassion for them because they were distressed. If I call, some, if I call anyone who's here in this house this evening and I say, stand here, can you sit distressed? Can you sit distressed behind a suit? Can you sit distressed behind a beautiful makeup? The Bible says, well, Jesus saw the crowd, which meant it wasn't one, but many people of different origins, people who are coming from different homes, people who, who might have been young and old, we really don't know, who men and women, we really don't know, but we take crowd, and we take that every kind of different person was there. But Jesus saw the crowd, and he saw distress. And he saw they were downcast. And he saw they were without leadership. He realized they didn't even know where they were going. Now it's time for a church that will rise up with the eyes of Jesus Christ. And not be deceived by a world that looks fine. But we need to be able to see that this world is distressed. Because if we stop seeing that, we will not begin the work. We will sit down. The thing that light does is that light is the, is, 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 is the first that reveals where there was darkness. Darkness can sit and sit and sit and exist and exist until light comes in. Working means seeing yourself as that light. And understanding that I have to go there because I'm the light. In the book of John where we read, where he says, are there not 12 hours in a day? Do you know what happened, Mazalwan? Jesus had been chased out of that city. The disciples look at him and they don't understand. Why are you going back there? Where they picked up stones and they were chasing you out. And Jesus says, with what I know. I didn't just hear with my ears that Lazarus had died and assume that I didn't know there's news every single day we hear things every single day the question is with what we hear what do we do so Jesus says even if I'm not wanted there even if I, there is a threat over there while it is still daylight right now I am going to do something about the death of Lazarus there are two extremes, Mazalwani. Sometimes we feel that while I've highlighted those who look fine, who don't just look fine, they look like they're doing well. Hallelujah. But there is another extreme. The other one is those who look like they are, far, they are too far gone. So we just let them be. 
Because we feel, well, there's nothing we can do about that. Jesus says, you will do the works that I have done and even greater than what I have done. That's what he says. But we, the light, will stand and say there's nothing that can be done. The Bible tells us, and I'm very close to closing, in Luke chapter 10, verse 30 to 37, here's the other extreme. The Bible tells us that Jesus tells them about a parable. He says there was a man going from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him off his clothes. They beat him up. They threw, they went away and they left him half dead. Half dead. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says that the priest came. The Levites. Just like Asaph. And he looked and he, and he saw him. And he didn't do anything about what he saw. To his benefit, we could say that maybe he thought he was dead. But that's the very reason why Jesus came on earth. That even those who have been declared dead are risen. Hallelujah. So while they walked past... The other one came, the Bible says he was a Levite, the priest and the Levite, same WhatsApp group, hallelujah. And the Levite also saw, and he did nothing about what he saw. The Bible says, but a Samaritan, who was also on his way. Work is not for people who have nothing else to do. Work is not for people who didn't have plans. Work is for people who are able to see through the eyes of Jesus Christ and say, this one I have to pause for. And say, whatever it takes, I will reschedule my schedule if I must because I've already seen. And I cannot unsee. And because I've seen, the Bible says the Samaritan took the man, he washed him, he poured oil over him, he carried him to work, he carried him and he put him on his donkey, hallelujah, and he took him to a place of safety. The one who has sent us, we know it has already done this for us. So if he saw us when we were laying hopeless, and he saw us when we were destitute, and he saw us when we were in our darkness, and he decided to come down from heaven and take the form of a slave, emptying himself to serve me and you, to die on the cross for me and you. Sishalele Nibosalwan. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 3 that the the, the believers devoted themselves. Work takes devotion, Bazalwan. Here's the surprise about the definition of the word devotion. Devotion does not have burden inside. The definition of the word devotion is love loyalty and enthusiasm over something or someone love loyalty and enthusiasm as i close i just want to ask a question are we devoted work needs devotion getting things done needs us to be devoted 
Not to be burdened. Not to drag our feet. Not to come because we don't even want to come. But now we are dragging. Devotion is love, loyalty, and enthusiasm. And we cannot teach enthusiasm. But it is when you fully comprehend the goodness and the grace. When you fully understand what God saw and what he did, that you are able to come in love. Uti, I'm here. You are able to be loyal and to say, you are able to be enthusiastic, so enthusiastic that the Bible says believers were added to them every day because they saw the enthusiasm. I'd like us to stand on our feet. Hallelujah. The question this evening is do you see and what do you see? Maybe when you look, you see a world that's fine. The world is not fine. Far from it. There's a problem when we encourage the world, Bazalwan. And we motivate the world. And we follow the world. And we make them believe that we're okay with what they are. There's a problem when light begins to mimic dark. There's a problem, Bazalwani. Somebody needs to stand up from the room where they are. From the life that they live and they need to see things differently. Maybe you are the Samaritan. Maybe you feel that you cannot even see your value or your worth. Maybe you are a a, a, a Levite, separated for kingdom work, but you can't see the difference that you make. May the Lord open our eyes tonight. May we be able to see that we are of more value than we think, that we are of more value than we feel, that we are of more value than it seems. We come against in the mighty name of Jesus. Mental health, diagnosis, depression, anxiety, any kind of stumbling block that consumes our time and stops us from becoming what we need to become and stops us from doing what we need to do. We come against it right now in the name name of Jesus so that each and every one of us may walk as those with assignment may walk as those who know that they have been sent by the Father I'd like to invite the presiding bishop to come to the front humbly and just to pray for our eyes Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 22 the eye is the lamp of the body it says if your eyes are healthy your whole body is full of light so if the Lord can just fix the way we see things our perspective the environment that we have to do the work and we will be able to fill our whole body with light and we will be able to be the light on the pedestal that lights up for everybody and we can walk out into the world and say hello darkness here is the light that cannot be consumed 
semini bazalwane semini bazalwane Remain standing, everybody, please. Would you raise your hands to the Lord? Can you pray in the Holy Ghost for a while? After such a powerful word, pray in the Holy Ghost and let the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, send among us secrets. Right. Rabalibe de Brusman de Braga de Bredin and Semban de Braga de Bab. Oh, Gregosimon Sembrega Doriano Bragalinens. Gringamulina Hens and Reganama Haladejte. Ray de Gelides. Ray de Gerides. Ride the Brecon Manelidesia Torne Mambra Catarneo. Mama Habrecar de Bedebre de Rodego Zito Seano. Jena manonde mrangole deko rabalabakote Gresto korodebra mama malete gretes kononno rabalabakorode amomo sakaradeva ramone mole deke monahans kendele vevre bremala nomone mone mahabagabre gederia nasetalala pray the holy ghost somebody bese mahamaleteria no anoint our eyes with salve oh god Anoint our eyes with the power of your Holy Spirit. Give us eyes to see. Maile grisingambro goladeas kardevava. Mamango renenges kinesileteria non sombrogo dogolo. Broko dogoro demrandendembragaladeya sekardeba. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Gimandole sekardeba. Let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. That we may know what is the hope of your calling. That we may know what is the glory of your inheritance in the saints. Mangiria no sebra sakoro de mamale de grinais sakardeba. Amama Maria do Gregodoro zingres sakoro de brabala badele de seta. Ye la bosecre sinama harianoso. Ramanumbro sakur de brekarne mahale manio sakarde. Oh, gasita rebariato satara baba. Jana Maria Toto Soto Rodeaba Rodela Mananga Ladea Labaridera Rama Mama Hayalaba Mama Hayalaba Baria Ladaba Grisa Korodeba Rabarabad Bless your name, O God Bless your name, O God Bless your name, O God Let's raise our hands to the Lord as we pray You've given us a serious challenge tonight, God, through your servant. You've spoken deep in our hearts to be those who work, to be those whose eyes have been enlightened, to see the real condition of things, never to try to conform ourselves to this world, but to be transformed and to live in the fullness of who you've called us to be. And never to see and not be moved with compassion. And not be engaged. And not be those who are involved. God, you are speaking to our hearts tonight. You've highlighted things that we've seen and we've done nothing about. You've whispered in our hearts in places where we looked and we walked away. And turned our attention. When we have been called, oh God, to do something and to be involved.
And so tonight we pray that you'll open our eyes. We pray tonight you'll help us to see. We pray tonight you will not give us the comfort of walking away. We pray tonight that what we see will be inscribed in our spirits and it will move us to action. We pray that we will be like the good Samaritan. Not only will we see, we will stand, we will look, and we will be moved with compassion to do something in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let the power of the Holy Spirit move upon our lives, spell a different day, for we have been called to do the works of Christ whilst it is still day. May the presence of the church make all the difference in the communities that we live. May the presence of the church, oh God, be known because of the works that we will do. Thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit that empowers us in all our efforts and as we take the step and as we take action. Help us not to stumble. Help us not to try and align ourselves with the world. Help us not to waste our time, oh God, in things that don't please you. We give you the honor and we give you the praise tonight as your Holy Spirit comes upon our lives. Would you put your hands on your eyes just in a symbolic way and say, Lord, anoint my eyes to see. Anoint my spiritual eyes to see. May I see, O oh God, and do the works for which you have called me. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost one more time, everybody tonight. Pray in the Holy Ghost tonight. Thank you for reminding us and bringing to our memory the things you've talked to us about. May we never go back to the comfort of doing nothing. May we never go back to the comfort of destruction. May we never go back, oh God, to that place where we walk away and we don't concern ourselves. Speak in our hearts, Holy Spirit. Speak in our hearts, Holy Spirit. Give us a holy discomfort. Give us a holy discontent that we will work the works of him who sent me us whilst it is still day. Oh, we bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Rema nambo sokoro.